dad bod rap pod we're in here beware of the saint ides of march <laughs> <laughs> remember the saint ides commercials oh yeah i love the saint ides commercials i oh, have the iconic. uh i have all of the commercials on vinyl i have like a bootleg oh is two, that right two record set of all the commercials nice yeah i love those oh, things man. uh dj drank who i think is billy jam uh <laughs> did a <laughs> compilation cd Okay. Of them that we used to carry at the record store I worked at. I might have that around here that's somewhere, gotta, too. That's got to be him. I think I've seen him remark on it. Yeah. You know, without yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. giving so, me So blowing up too many spots. Totally. That was a long time ago. Is, does St. Yeah. Ides still exist? I don't know. Oh, good question. Uh, listeners, hit us up <laughs> at Dad Bod Rap Pod. It, take a picture of St. Ides if it still exists. Pour some out for our memories. Yes. Um, oh, bad, bad memories from, from the St. <laughs> so, so what was what in your era, because we all had a malt liquor era, um, what was your malt liquor of choice? Uh, my name is Damone Carter, a.k.a. Dim One. I drank Mickey's. Nice. Nate LeBlanc. Uh, Nathaniel Jordan LeBlanc uh, drank Mickey's at Emmy's Spaghetti Shack. Anyone? Oh, uh, hipster course. San Francisco Ooh. restaurant my, that uh, like, sold big old plates of spaghetti and meatballs with, with, Mickey's, with Mickey's? Mickey's grenades. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Wow. Uh, my, my partner currently lives on top of the new Emmy's restaurant. Oh, is that so right? Wow. Yeah, they oh. moved, which was right there. Anyways, right. anyways. Misa Spaghetti Chef. <laughs> um, but it, I used to have a thing where I would buy people a 40, kind of ironically, for their birthday. It's right. like a way to spend 250 and have kind of a funny joke. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a 40. Yeah, that's great. They all loved it. I was like, you're drinking the 40? It was a joke. What? They all drank it. I would drink it. Yeah, totally. I don't know if I would drink it right now. No, 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 no. No, no, no. We're, I don't we're know way... if you would give me a 40 right now. But... <laughs> yeah. Uh, way, way past. And speaking of birthdays, uh, oh, we have Dave, to introduce Dave. Yeah, Dave Ma turned twenty-two last week. Um, yeah, double that. Yeah. So, um, so what was your my drink your... of choice? I I never really fucked with forties um, that much, but I, what I did drink that was disgusting was Cisco. Oh, you guys remember that? I've never had yes. Cisco. Bad. It was like Robitussin. Robitussin. Wow. It was really bad. Like would give you the spins right away. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Just, you just didn't even have to wait till the end of the night. <laughs> no. Seriously. That sounds like a, a, some bad teenage decision. Totally. That's one one time, uh, uh, my old roommate DJ Worldwise and I w- decided to be tough guys, and we're gonna drink Old English Eight Hundred. Um, so we go and get two forties of Old English Eight Hundred. Probably had some blunts of pure stress because that's that's the time. <laughs> of course, that's the time that we're talking about, right? Um, so we drink these forties. We're having a great time, and and I'm from the era where you didn't drink them unironically. Like you were really, <laughs> you were actually drinking forties. Actually, only had a dollar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I so we're we're drinking these forties. We're like in front of my mom's house. It's yeah, it's great. All oh, these are so fun. Why does anybody make fun of these? This is great. About an hour later, man, we're both like on the lawn. I think I'm projectile <laughs> vomiting. He's like twirling around and. Yeah, I in think the that, hopes that he can vomit yeah, and get yeah, the poison totally, out of him. Totally, totally. Yeah, so yeah, it totally felt like being poisoned. But um, I'm yeah. sure I've said this on the thing before, but uh, my entire life, and I, I'm like the kid whose parents would buy him beer when they went away for the weekend. I'm very lucky in this regard. Like, a, a, Well, you're you European. No, yeah. <laughs> I just have cool-ass parents. But um, th- the bottom two inches of a 40 is the is worst backwash. thing you can drink. No, it's, it's backwash. It's, I don't know right. if backwash is a real thing or not. What it is is warm. It's it, like you're, it you're holding it, right? Yeah, so you're, yeah. that's where your hand is, and your hand is warming this disgusting malt liquor. Right. So right. by the time you get to the end, one, you're already drunk by that point because, like, you, you can't drink yeah. a 40 without getting drunk. I don't care what your tolerance is. It just bursts through the tolerance. Yes, glass it does. Right. That's what it does. Right. That's, that's what, what it does. For there, for. And it's just, yeah, I just it's gross. Yeah. 
I well, have a, this theory that backwash does not exist. So, so we don't have so, to get into it yeah, on the radio. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I think I do need because we we saw Blockhead really got into this deep controversy about um, being a blue ball truther, <laughs> in the sense that he was saying that blue balls wasn't really a thing, and people really came for him. Um, I I need on. to know. Like, then why do my balls feel like this blockhead? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, blue blockers. Um, <laughs> so, so please hit us up at Dad Bod Rap Pod. Is backwash really a thing? Oh, is the man. is the end of your forty or your beer really your amalgamated saliva in it, the back it, of the it, bottle? It's not. It, it cannot be a. I mean, I don't know how you're drinking your your forties. That's but. my exact <laughs> point that I've tried to bring up with people. I mean, certainly a little collection of saliva, but come on, a little, yeah. a very little bit. But the, we, there's saliva around us all the time. We're talking into microphones about totally. a centimeter from our mouths. I bring my own. <laughs> Thank you for this. As a, no, as a rapper. I'm right, sorry. Right. As a rapper, you don't understand how many fucking stank microphones oh, and, and people do the cool shit where not only it's your fucking mouth, but dudes will put their sweaty ass hand uh, all on, all the, on the shit. Thing. And then you got to get it after. Like, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so somewhere like rubbing <laughs> yeah. it with some alcohol or something. Yeah. So, so That's bad. Funny, so so That's late, like a DJ bringing your own needles. Yeah. It's like, right, yeah. Right. yeah. Late late 90s. I was like, Saliva I'm going to get my own mic because you guys are are. Pretty nasty. Um, <laughs> nasty Nate. Yeah. So, <laughs> I feel like so, a, at least half of Doom's bars are about how uh, right. rapper's breath. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yep. yeah. Don't touch my mic and all that Vomit stuff. Vomit spit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had that whole song about about uh, mouth mouthwash or secrets. Didn't he have like a whole... I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on yes. my Doom. Yes. He has um, all of that. Yes. All, all of the above. Yeah. All of the above. <laughs> Um, yeah, we, we got a, a, a dope show per usual. Um, Dave Ma reached in his Rolodex and really, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how he does it. I really, really don't. But oh, um, thank you guys. Yeah, man. Thank um, you, Dave. Thank you, Dave, <laughs> for just pulling, pulling these interesting figures from hip hop history to come on and talk right. with us. Um, today's show is no different. Um, we have Prince Marky D from the Fat Boys. Right. Um, who also had his own solo career. I didn't realize how extensive his production career was. Totally. I'm going to go do some research after right. this. Yeah, whole, so, all the Mary J. Blige stuff, fascinating. Yeah, he kind of, he was in that, the Uptown Records, like in the New Jack Swing era. Mm-hmm. Even his his uh, his record, uh, Free, his solo record, which I actually remember really liking really? at I, the time. I'm so gonna we, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to it, but definitely Swing My Prince Way. Prince Marky Damone over here. Oh, off top, <laughs> off top. I mean... He had there. There was like some housey stuff, some New Jack swingy stuff. It was oh. very of the time. Mm. You know, it was definitely that time. We talked about working with Father MC. Yeah, right. It's right. definitely within checking Ralph yeah. Tresvent for sensitivity. <laughs> <laughs> Nate LeBlanc, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, dope interview. Um, he talked to us about kind of being famous in rap when. That was a really big deal. Right. right. There's a cabillion rappers now. Right. Like even the most famous rapper you can think about is not as famous as the guys who were on the Fresh Fest tour. Totally. totally. Circa 85, 86. Right. I mean, they were they were as new as the medium almost. You know yeah. what I mean? Just yeah. barely ahead of or barely behind it. Like so. movie stars. Right. Yeah. Which right. Like, we yeah. don't you don't really use that term anymore. Everyone's an actor or an actress. Mm-hmm. There are very few movie stars. Right, right. They're kind of a dying breed. I think everyone's like moving towards character acting. They had the, they were in two huge films. Totally. Yeah, totally. and and it's kind of like you know, the Beatles come along at a particular time when the the genre and formats 
could support that their type of stardom. Mm-hmm. And I and I look at the guys from that era, the Run DMCs, the LL Cool Js, the Fat Boys. All those guys come along just as video is coming into right, being, right. just as you know records are, are right. a thing for for the generation tapes, all this stuff. So um, I'm always fascinated by like, and you you'll tell in the interview like, fuck, you guys were big when being big totally, was fucking totally. big. And you like, know, he even took it okay when you jibed him about his weight. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I bet they get that all the time. Oh, he, he's got, he's rolling. He's rolling totally, with it. Totally. He's, he's rolling with it now. No, yeah. I mean, like, and for them, I mean, to be sort of personified as these novelty acts, but they were serious rappers. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. took him their craft seriously. Him, him especially. Yeah, it, in terms of lyricism, I would say that Prince Marky D was was out in front um, oh. for that group. And then, you know, his, his whole thing about, you know, transitioning into being a writer and, and a producer. Mm-hmm. Um, always great to hear kind of reminiscent of our J-Zone interview when people are cool with reinventing. Right, right. You know what I mean? When right. they're, they're able to like, okay, I'm, I'm going to switch gears. Right. He talks about at some point, I was too old to be rapping. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. kudos. Totally. Kudos. So to, to hear that sort of tangible self-awareness yeah. from somebody who's lived it, you yeah. know, it's crazy. Yeah. So It's not like they became the fat men. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, let's uh, check out our interview with Prince Marky D of the Fat Boys. Dad bod rap pod, another uh, dope guest, uh, person, seminal figure in hip hop history. We want to rec- welcome to the program Prince Marky D. How you doing, man? Ah, oh, you're making me blush, man. Great. <laughs> How you guys doing? <laughs> good, good. Living, living. So, so yeah, we want to get into it, man. Um, obviously, growing up, uh, a guy of a certain age here, the Fat Boys were. Yes. A, a, a seminal rap act at the time and I was talking to the guys off air you guys were a huge group figuratively and literally um, <laughs> when uh, when rap was just getting started like you were a part of that first wave like what was that like when you were first like coming out of the box and rap itself was just becoming a national thing like what was that wave like well what 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 I love the most about the era that we came out in, we weren't like one of the first rap groups to come out because there was a ton of, you know, legends that came before us, but we would happen to be blessed enough to be one of the first rap groups to expose it to the masses. Yeah, That's what was, you know, special about what we did. Us, Run DMC, Houdini, you know, all those Fresh Fest tours that we yep. did. We, I mean, I, I can remember we're rolling in the cities and nobody even heard of us. And uh, the two days, three days after we leave the city, you see the record sales, they register, you know? Mm, right. And, and and I remember performing in certain cities and being on stage and looking down at, at the audience and I, and seeing kids in the audience and they're like, well, I, you know, oh, this is something I could do. This is mm. something I can make money doing, you know. So it it was real. It's it's a real honor and it's, it's real special to me to be able to to be the one to kind of like you know expose it to the masses. Who who was the wildest act on the Fresh Fest tours? Like who was the one that that was the wildest, most party driven act that was on tour with y'all? 
Man, honestly, all of us were. We were just animals, man. <laughs> Yo, True we that. were animals, and it was like a family. Like you know, mm. when we went on tour, like you know, I, we knew Run before for the the tours. We knew Houdini before the tours. So when they all put us together to actually do the tours, it was like, oh, we're gonna lose our minds. And I, re- <laughs> I, I, I remember that whole era, like those years. In, from like maybe 85, you know, on to 88, 89, we were home maybe two months out of the year. Every, wow, wow. every, I mean, consistently on the road. And we just grew to be a big, you know, I remember having like fist fights with Run. Like, <laughs> Master Jay coming in between us and being like, y'all niggas is brothers. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? You better shake hands right now. Like, <laughs> like, I remember things like that, you know, like we were really a family and we were off the chain, man. It was just like, I mean, you hear all those rock and roll stories. They right. had nothing on the hip hop story. <laughs> Do you have you know, any sex, drugs, more sex? <laughs> you know, more drugs. I mean, it was just insane, man. It's nothing like it is today. You know, nothing. Mm. They, I, I feel sorry for the artists of today because they really don't get to appreciate like that real, real road grassroots promotion, mm. like really getting out there and, and promoting your shit and, and make you know working hard to really you know become something. You know, but I also uh, uh, alongside that, I also say that it was kind of easy for us since we were some of the you know the first ones to kind of get out there. Mm-hmm. People were uh, you know. Uh, attached to us quickly so it, it was a good feeling man it was a good time really good time um do you have any crazy tour stories that you uh i mean you mentioned a couple crazy things already but do you have any um specific stories you could uh, you could share with us oh man where do i start i mean <laughs> shit specific stories i mean i remember us like the entire fresh fest tour um fighting like a group of guys from cleveland ohio like that was mad because all their girlfriends came to whenever we performed when we were on stage we would always yell out after party at the hilton and that's what all the girls knew where we were staying at by the time we got to the hotel the lobby is flooded with girls mm-hmm. so within 10 15 minutes all the girls is in somebody's room or they're you know doing something or while or whatever like 30 guys came looking for their girlfriends. And I remember like all out brawl in the lobby, like, like really brawl. I remember like, you know, like people getting knocked out and, wow. and it, you know, we ended up winning. Like, and we were just like, almost like, uh, what's that freaking movie? The Warriors. Warriors At the yeah. end, we were just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like kicking them out the door. I mean, I remember, I, I mean, I remember story. I have stories that I, you know, that I really can't even tell you. Like, right, right. <laughs> The best ones, yeah. It's just so insane, like you know what I mean. Like what? One one good story that sticks in my head, though. Um, I remember we were touring in in the South, and Buff, you know, R.I.P. Buff, he Mm. would always want to go to McDonald's. Mm. So we started calling McDonald's Mickey D's. (laughs) So I remember going to radio stations and being like, um, "Yeah, we just left Mickey D's." We just left Mickey D's and, you know, and all this stuff and nobody ever heard of it. And then a few years later, we hear McDonald's starting to promote that thing as Mickey D's, you know, (laughs) and we love to take credit for credit for that. But we love in particular, love to take credit for starting that Mickey D's trend. We just should have had our lawyers on it on top of it. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. You need the royalties. Oh, wow. Wow. Very on brand for the group. That's crazy. I I mean, but as I sit here, you know, tons of stories come to mind. It was just an amazing time being on the road back then, you know, from the the performances. I mean, I remember walking into the Omni in Atlanta. I don't know if it's still up, but 
Run and I walked in backstage and it was right before you know the show was to start and the place was completely sold out and there were like 5,000 people outside that couldn't get inside. Wow. And we're looking around and then I look at Run and he looks at me and we're like, yo, they're here to see us? <laughs> like, yo, this is in- insane. Like, we just couldn't comprehend it. You know, we, 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 you know, when, when, when I started rapping, we won a contest to, you know, for the record deal. Mm. We didn't record demos and try to get a record deal. We just wanted, honestly, if you ever seen Crush Group, the movie before, yeah, yeah. that kind of portrays that, really what we thought. We just wow. wanted the equipment. We just wanted wow. the DJ equipment so we could DJ on our block and stuff like that. We really, really weren't really concerned with winning the first prize, which is a record contract. We didn't know the implications of, you know, what it could do for our, for our lives. And I remember my mother coming to me one day and going, because I used to play high school football. I remember her coming to me and Mark. So, you know, they want to take you on tour to Europe. You know, it's a, a six-month tour. But, of course, you're going to have to be, you know, homeschooled. You have to be, you know, sent with a tutor. So you're going to have to wow. stop playing football. And I remember, like, making that decision, like, damn, all right, let's do it. Let's, you know, let's let's try it. And then the next thing you know, we're in Europe. And, you know, we blew up in Europe before we blew up here, actually. Wow. You know, we were selling out places in Europe and, it was just an amazing, amazing time doing commercials and, wow. you know, going to all these uh, TV shows in Europe and, and seeing the different countries. And I remember walking in, we were in Italy and we went to, they took us to a restaurant and the door on the restaurant was a wooden door. It was a foot thick. The door itself was like a hundred years old. I remember walking inside, opening that door and we sat down at the table to eat. And this big lady comes out and she's like, I'm thinking she's about to ask me what I want to eat. She goes, you're having the pasta bazole. You're having the tea alla fresco. You're having the... She's telling us what we eat. It's just like, it's no ordering in this place, you know? So it's like those type of experiences that cling to me, you know, that, that make me uh, they make me smile when I, when I think about those times, man. They were really great, man. Dope. Uh, what do you consider to be the Fat Boy's best work? Um, uh, Album or record or song? You tell me. What do you, what's the What's um, the best thing you guys did together? My personal favorite um, is a tie between Jailhouse Rap and Can You Feel It? Mm. Those are my personal favorites. And I, to me, our first album was was the best because you know that was the that was the spark. That was you know that was what started it all. You know for us, mm. you know it just so many fond memories of recording in the studio. You know after I left the Fat Boys, I had a a, a, a really good c- career as a producer, the right. producer and songwriter, and I credit that to. Uh, the first album, watching Curtis Blow produce our album and asking mm. questions and kind of figure out, you know, how to work the studio and the creative part of it, you know. And I never took it like just come in the studio, write your rhymes down, spit them and get out, get back mm. on the road. Right. I always wanted to be involved in A to B, C to D and so on and so forth, you know. So, you know, so, so that album, you know, reminds me of like the roots of my production and songwriting times. So that one's got to be, you know, pretty special for me. So, so it it got to the point where you guys were in movies. Like, what what yeah. was the what was the jump off? Because like you're on the Fresh Fest tour, you guys drop an album. How do you go from there to being, you know, obviously you're in Crush Groove, and then like how does Disorderlies come about? Like, because you guys were huge at that point. Well, well, Disorderlies. We got Disorderlies because of our performance in Crush Groove. Mm. It was the same company that produced it, Warner Brothers. Okay. They saw our you know, performance in Crush Groove, and they were like, these guys got their own fucking movie. Yeah. So <laughs> we ended up signing a three-picture deal with Warner Brothers. Wow. Um, the first movie was Disorderlies. The second movie was to, it was going to be called Fat Tuesday, and it was a horror comedy with, in New Orleans we were supposed to shoot. 
um, it, didn't, it didn't end up happening because of me ended up leaving the group and then they tried to get me to come back. And when I came back, I found out the only reason they wanted me back was because Warner Brothers is like all three original guys are when I doing it. Mm. And they were kind of like, you know, had my, my, my arm tied behind my back, you know, in a sense, you know, financially over my head. They were like, we're, we're going to give you your money when we want to give it to you. Not, you know, not when you, you know, when you ask for it. Mm. We'll, we'll, and I just didn't like that. So I was like, all right, I'll just wait until the date where you have to give me my money. And in the meantime, I don't want to be in the group anymore. Mm. And I ended up leaving. And miraculously, like two weeks later, I'm in the mall going, you know, shopping for sneakers. And I run to this guy by the name of Father MC. Yeah. And Father MC was one of, one of the first rappers on Uptown Records. Yep. And <clears throat> he, you know, when I ran into him, he wanted me to rap on a song with him. And I was like, well, I produce, like we produce, me and my partner Corey, we produce records. So he was like, come on, look. we went right to the house that day and recorded this record and called Treat Him Like They Want to Be Treated, mm. which was like his big first hit. Mm. And um, I remember, you know, Diddy coming in, signing Jodeci, and like, yo, let's put Jodeci on the song. All right, put him on the song, and you know, it was out of here after that, you know. But but yeah, I don't mean to get so far away from the movie aspect of it, but the, you know, the mo- movie thing was basically just that, you know. They they loved the way we performed in, in Crush Groove. Right. They wanted to give us our own movie. It was an amazing opportunity. It, the the memory is so amazing to me that actually in six months I'm gonna start getting back into film and TV. Oh. So I'm going to be making a move from Cal- from Florida to Cali to get back out to the start, you know, getting my feet wet. You know, I still have a lot of friends in, movie, in production and, okay. you know, movies and all that. So I'm going to start, you know, reaching out to some people and, you know, seeing what the vibe is like and seeing if that could, you know, begin to happen for me again. That's super so. dope. So so you left the Fat Boys. Um, you, you had your production career, but you also had um, a hit with Swing My Way. I, rem- yeah. I remember, yeah, I remember I was, that. Yeah. That was a dope break. That was a dope record. Yeah, like, how'd that come I was, about? Yeah, I was blessed to have a, a, a number one single on Billboard with that record, mm. you know, in the rap rap category. Um, that record was, you know, after we signed our deal, after we did, you know, we produced uh, Father MC, we produced a bunch of other acts for Uptown, but one of the biggest acts we produced for Uptown was, was Mary J. Blige. We did right. her first album. Mm. So we did four songs on her first album. We did Real Love, which was like, a, you know, a breakout hit. We did... Uh, Sweet thing, which you know, which we just reproduced. We didn't write that, of course. That's Shaka Shaka song, Shaka Khan. Yeah. Um, and we did two other songs for her album. So I remember getting a call one day from Helen. Helen was Tommy Matola's assistant at Sony Rec- Sony Music when Tommy was president of Sony. And I remember like, hey, um, I'm Mark Morales. I'm like, yeah, this is Mark. This is Helen from Tommy Matola's office. He wants to know if you're coming tomorrow at 1 p.m. He wants to meet with you guys. I'm like, yeah. Right, what's your number? I was like, yeah, yeah, we'll be, we'll be there. Click, and I hung up the phone. I go upstairs with my partner, Corey, like, yo, somebody just calls and said Tommy Matola wants to meet with us. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> somebody told me to go and call back. And when I call back, they said, Tommy Matola's office? I'm like, oh, shit, this is real. <laughs> so basically what happened was Mariah Carey loved the song Real Love hmm. that we did for, for Mary. So she pressured Tommy into giving us a deal. Wow. And when he signed us, it was just... Imagine this is exactly how it happened. We went to, the, to his office, we sat down. Tommy goes, "Hey guys, how you doing?" So uh, let me just ask you straight up: What do you guys want? I'm like, "Well, you know, we're, we're we're trying to start a record label." You know, he goes, "Done. What else you want?" I'm like, well, wow. you know, we want to build our own studio so we don't have to rent studios and we get done. Give me something harder. This is exactly wow. what he says. Wow. Give me something hard. Well, we want some cash, of course. Listen, I'll give you guys anything you want. The only thing 
that I that I don't want to happen is if I find out you go to somebody else and we'll try to start a bidding war, then I'll back out of it. I don't want nothing to do with it. Wow. So within a week, we were built, breaking ground on our studio. We signed a really big deal with uh, with Tommy, and that that the first project that we put out was my free album, right. which had no, not yeah, free album, which had uh, typical reason swing my way on it. So that's kind of how that came about. I was gonna be the first artist, and then uh, after the first artist, I, I I got tired of being an artist. I did put out another album uh, through a deal after we left Sony, we signed with Motown. I put out another uh, album with Motown, but at that point, I was too old too dead to be you know still rapping so <laughs> you know i just didn't want to do it anymore at that show. point <laughs> yeah so, so we ended up cooking with um you know we still had our situation with sony so mm. um you know we we worked a lot with uh on kalo's first album you know we kind of put all that together my partner Corey, he's the one that headed everything um uh we did the Kalo record we did you know more songs for Mariah. I mean, it was just one after another. We were just working, 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 working. You know, it was just, it was great. The production part of my career, I always feel like the Fat Boys were the stepping stone to me being a writer producer, mm-hmm. you know? So, so, but that was the story of three, yeah. So, there's there's been a lot of a controversy recently um, with De La Soul and, and kind of their initial deal with with Tommy Boy and the the whole streaming thing that's that's come about, which I'm sure you've heard about. Kind of, kind of. What's what's your your take on on artists? I'd be lying to of, you if I heard about it. I didn't hear about it. Could you break it down real oh, quick? Oh, okay, okay. Um, so apparently, uh, Three Feet High and Rising hasn't been um available to stream on Spotify and all that kind of stuff. Um, the first four records. The first four records of De La Soul's career wasn't the, the Tommy Boy records they did. And so Tommy Boy is, is trying to get it back onto the streams, but um, I guess they're taking 90% of that revenue and De La Soul's only getting 10%. De La Soul went on a very public kind of like, hey, this, is, this isn't this is right. Um, Jay-Z and Tidal have agreed not to stream it um, until they get the situation right. So as as uh, someone who's been in the industry for a while, just kind of wanted to get your your general take on on that, or just how you feel about those type of situations. Well, you know, of course, there's gonna be two sides to every story, you know. But w- without knowing all the all the all the facts, right. I mean, you got to be fair, you know. You have to be, especially with the artists, you know. You have to be fair with the artists, and you know, you have to be able to. Look at yourself in the mirror in the morning, and it really. If, if you if you can look at yourself in the mirror in the morning and be comfortable with giving these guys who are pioneers in this business, you know who mm-hmm. who you know did so much for the, for hip hop, and really look yourself in the mirror and say I'm taking ninety percent and giving them ten percent. Right. That's wrong. That's just you know that's just is is it's not right. You know. Mm. So you know my feelings are. I look at you know. From, from my point of view, I look at it like, damn, like, you know, I want to I want to call the guys with the dreads up and we need to go pay a visit. To <laughs> Pull up one you time know? for Dela. Yeah, no, I, wow. I, I, I hear you. Um, but, you know, it seems like you've definitely maneuvered through the industry in your career. Um, what 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 do you got going on right now? I know you mentioned trying to get back into film. Kind of what, what are you getting into these days? Well, right now, um, I'm partners with Akinelli. You know Akinelli, of course. Yes. Mr. Put it in your mouth. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Akinelli owns a club. It's a restaurant slash bar slash club 
on Ocean Drive. He has the honor of being the only black-owned business on Ocean Drive. Wow. Not on Washington, not on Collins Avenue, on Ocean Drive. Right. And, um, you know, we're, we're partners in the business, yes. and we're just we're running a successful business right now. Um, but this will be our fourth year coming up in uh, November. Oh, I'm sorry, September will be our fourth four four years we've been doing this so it's pretty much getting to the point where it's on cruise control where nice. we can kind of step step away from it and leave uh, keep people in charge to do what they have to do and we're going to be expanding our horizons um with some uh with some same situation that we have on ocean drive in a couple of other cities oh, nice. but apart from apart from that like you know like i mentioned earlier like one of my goals you know has always been to get back into film and tv and, and I just have a uh, a thing for it. Just the experience of shooting Crush Groove and really shooting Disorderlies mm-hmm. really, you know, gave me the itch for it. Just at the time when we shot it, we didn't know how much power we had, mm. you know? Uh, like, it, we just thought that our managers had all the power. You know, we didn't, we didn't know nothing. They kept us in the dark about everything. They would bring contracts to us. I had my attorney look over the contract, make sure it was fair. But as far as how we got to that contract, we were never allowed to be in part of that you know mm. so we didn't know if we could ask for more we like we didn't know any situations whatsoever regarding mm. so with that <clears throat> with that being said when we shot disorderlies it was an amazing experience you know like just being behind the camera it, it was the same itch that i had from watching curtis blow produce records mm. now i have that i had it gave me that same itch to be behind the camera in front of the camera you know, going to see dailies, you know, music, uh, scoring, all types of things like that, you know. And it was something that I had never really advanced and did because, like I said, we just didn't know we could. Like, right. look at this, for instance. Back in the days, like 1988, there's a guy named Fresh Gordon in Brooklyn. Fresh Gordon was, uh, he had a couple of songs out, you know, New York hip-hop songs out, but he was mainly a producer. Mm-hmm. Gordon used to have this guy named Jazz, and Jay-Z comes to his house every day. They used to come over. He's do beats for them. And I'd be there. We'd all be together. We'd all cool. Right. Like, and I remember sitting there and, 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 you know, hearing Jay-Z rap. And he used to get, wants to get on, on these mixtapes that we used to do, me and Jazz used to do. And I used to always tell him, nah, nigga, you ain't ready yet. Like, you're not, you're not, you're not you know, <laughs> like step your game up a little more, <laughs> then you can get on it. But really, I loved his voice. I loved his skill, everything. I had no idea if if I had any clue that I could take this guy and sign him and take get him, I would have done it. Yeah. Right. But we just were kept in the dark about things like that. We didn't know we had that type of power. Mm. And now it's a different world now. You know, it's, it's a completely different world now. Like you know, the artist controls, you know, most of it now. So mm. you know, I want to get back into that film. I want to get back into that. You know, the TV. You know, writing, all of that stuff. So California is the mecca. So you know, okay. that's where where I'm gonna head to. There it is. Perfect. Well, hey, we really appreciate you making the time to talk with us. Prince Marky e. D. Uh, Anytime. Legendary hip hop artist. What's the name of the um of the spot on, on Ocean in Miami? Oh, it's it's called V Live. Venue Live. Mm. It's on Ocean between thirteenth and fourteenth. We're on the second floor. Come check us out if you in uh if you in Miami Beach, especially it's spring break now, so we're about to really take off. Hey, <laughs> there it is, man. Hey, we really appreciate your time, bro. Thank you, man. God bless you guys, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Bye. All right. Cool.
Bad Bod Rap Pod. We're back. Um, We're doing I, ASMR now. <laughs> hey, guys. Sweaty <laughs> balls. Um, <laughs> that's our NPR audition tape. That's um, my loud voice. You, you've heard... Uh, <laughs> you have a voice? Um, you just heard our interview with Prince Marky D, a super cool cat, um, Really dope to have him on the program and really give cool. us some I lots was, like, of history. Him. Yeah. The McDonald's story, or I should say the Mickey D's Mickey story, D's, which is yeah, yeah. Had some copyright. Yeah, uh, oh, man. Right there. Huge. Between that and the Pusha T, I'm loving right. it thing. It's just like right. hip hop's Hip- Mickey D's <laughs> or McDonald's hip, secret hip hop history. Totally, dude. Coming yeah. in a uh, 3.5 years on Passion of the Weiss. I'll write it. <laughs> <laughs> Long form <laughs> double cheeseburger. Um, so we're, we're, you know, as always hip hop legends, come on and talk with us. And even the term hip hop legend, you can throw that around a little loosely. Mm-hmm. Um, Prince Marky D was in the fat boys. Totally. You just, you totally. can't, totally. it's hard to understate how big that was right. at a particular the time. Breaksploitation era. And that, yeah, dude. I absolutely. Mean, totally. Unbelievable. You read about it. Yeah, absolutely. It was real love, dude. I would have, I would have interviewed him about that. Totally. Just I in just, and of itself. Yeah, I had yeah. like a long work day. I didn't do the proper amount of research. Totally. If I would have known he's the guy who looped up cleanup woman, I would have totally. asked him about totally. it. You know what I mean? Totally. It's, it's, yeah, it's an amazing career that he's had. We're, we're happy to have him on. Also, uh, bonus points for um, I didn't understand that him and Akinelli, which is another amazing guest interview. Business partners. <laughs> <laughs> the live on Ocean Drive in Miami <laughs> is on my my short list of, of spots that I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely um, hit up. And again, just great to see cats with like post rap careers totally. that just kind of pivoted right, into right. other lanes you right, know what i mean right you have your wherewithal and you keep going with it you know i'm gonna start writing my treatment for prince marky d's netflix movie all uh, roxanne roxanne <laughs> dude be like marquee marquee get biz in there right <laughs> who plays him <laughs> who plays prince marky d mm. we'll have to marinate on that we're gonna have to look at some google image searches <laughs> of what he currently looks like so that's so that's currently in development dead by rap pod <laughs> writing team is on that um, next up, we have an interview slash game show uh, with journalist, podcaster, all around cool dude, Brandon Peters, um, kind of a, a, a Bay Area to Atlanta transplant, has done a lot of um, interesting journalism work, and he does a weekly hip hop trivia night in the ATL, which is really blowing up. He's about to take it on the road. So um, me and my infinite wisdom thought it would be cool if he would come on and, and quiz us a little bit, thinking that um, I would smoke Dave and Nate again. <laughs> but um, let's listen and see how that turns yeah, out. For yeah, that's why they play here. the game. I think um, my buzzer wasn't working, guys. <laughs> but, um. <laughs> so check it out. This is our interview trivia session with Brandon Peters, Dad by Rap Pod. Dad Bod Rap Pod, back at you one more again. We have a special guest with us today on the program. Um, 
this is actually his second time on the program. Um, the first time is on the Lost Tapes um, episodes that you have to. Maybe if we we offer it for purchase, Nate, we can no. No. Okay. We just <laughs> lost the, the interview the first time we interviewed him. But as, su- as I told the guys before we started recording, I learned a very valuable lesson about not cutting and pasting audio files that night <laughs> when I was editing it. And unfortunately, it was uh, when I was editing Brandon's first episode. So I apologize for that. <laughs> but, uh, but Brandon has uh, a number of incredible bylines as a journalist. He's written for Playboy, The Source, Complex, Vibe. Uh, Bleacher Report uh, has chopped it up with with some of the Golden State Warriors, um, and he's got a, a couple other projects he's going to talk about. So we want to welcome to the program Brandon Peters. How's it going, man? Good, man. Appreciate you guys having me again. <laughs> <laughs> One more again. So, so just getting into it because this is kind of like a topic of the day right now. Um, I just kind of wanted to get your take on the whole. Have you been following this De La Soul saga at all? Them, Tommy Boy, the record industry. Kind of as somebody who's been around the industry for a while, kind of what's what's your take on it? Hey, man, I think uh, uh, Jizza summed it up best, right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's it's I I, I mean, you know, everybody's going to have issues with labels here and there. But the fact that. You know, for a long time, their stuff wasn't available on iTunes mm-hmm. forever because of different reasons. And they ended up like giving out, you know, access to the catalog for free at one point through their website. So clearly, you know, they've been dealing with this issue for a long time. And you got to think they was teenagers mm-hmm. when they signed that deal back in the you know mid to late 80s. So to still be dealing with it and not be not get you know, a, a, a fair amount of their royal. There's no way they still owe money now. You know what I mean? Right. It's been 30 years right. since the album, the first album came out. So, you know, it's just shady paperwork, man. Yeah, yeah. Industry rule number 4080 um, in full effect. Uh, I don't know if you, you tapped into, I guess, title is not uh, is not going to stream it yeah. out of uh, Jay's deference to De La Soul and not wanting to get them them caught up so that maybe sometimes there is something bigger than industry politics at least it, as long yeah. as hove's concerned and i mean when you got an artist running the show things run a little differently mm. right but isn't uh 10 percent of some money some money like th- at this point <laughs> they're getting zero like everyone gets zero they would prefer everyone to get zero rather than to get i'm not saying they should settle for 10 percent, but some percentage of they would probably, especially with the publicity that this has created, they would probably get streamed a lot, especially in the beginning, right? I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, with the 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 percentage is so low that it's like, you know, it, is it really worth it? Like, you got to kind of take a stand because you never know what happens on the back end. Somebody may want to, you know, pick up one of their songs for a movie, for a commercial, for right, whatever, sure. and you're still getting pennies like, that's not cool. Yeah, like some some something has to be worked out at some point. Do you guys know if they're getting licensing from, mm, from the deal? I'm not sure. I think this is a particularly about streaming because okay. streaming didn't exist when they signed their deal. Right. right. So, okay. but licensing did. So okay. I would imagine there's language. Yeah, yeah. In I there mean, about be- that. because to Brandon's point, I mean, if they get picked up in a movie, then they should get some, some you know, some cash for that. But then there's this whole thing about um, that being such a, a sample based album, and right. I, and I think right. part of Maceo's deal was like. Yo, homie at Tommy Boy was like, oh, if we get sued, we'll deal with that later. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But Paul's Boutique is on 
Spotify and it samples the Beatles. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Right. That's All right. true. I don't know. Mysteries. But... Mysteries of the of the record industry. Um. So, Brandon, you're you're a Bay Area native. Um. But yeah. you set well, up no, shop. I was. I was. I was born in L.A. Okay. Uh, we moved to Oakland when I was four years old. So okay. everybody that knows me knows me from being from Oakland. You know. Right. Basically, you took the too short route. Um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. We we both hit Oakland in 1980. It's the oh. song. Uh, <laughs> there, yeah. there it is. And then now you're you're based out of Atlanta, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I say I pay taxes and, and bills in Atlanta, and I'm always on the road. So. There, there it is. So, can you talk a little bit, uh, and we're going to get into a little bit of, of trivia. Can you talk about your hip hop trivia night that you're doing down there? Sure, man. Shout out to my team. You know, my partner Maurice Crystal. And do say, um, I, I had the idea to do, uh, I've been to regular trivia before and I thought it was cool, but kind of corny. And I was like, this would be kind of live if somebody did a hip hop trivia. And I remember one I had never been to, but I remember seeing a flyer from one from, uh, I don't know if you guys remember that group, Tanya Morgan from yeah. Brooklyn. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right, well. So I think uh, one of the guys, I can't remember his name, did a hip hop trivia. And I don't know if anything ever came of it, but we, uh, we kicked it off here in Atlanta. Um, it'll be three years in May, and it's been kind of crazy, man. Like, we've had everybody from Andre 3000, Killer Mike, Diamond D, uh, KP, who runs uh, Pharrell's company, the coach from the Atlanta Hawks, who's from San Jose, is a yeah. regular. Yeah, Roz Gold, you know, from the NBA, she comes regularly. So, or she's been a couple times, I should say. So, it's, you know, it's it's been crazy, man. We, we've gotten a lot of like national press one best trivia night in Atlanta three years in a row from the right. local paper here so it's been crazy so basically this year um uh we're gonna be taking it on the road and and oh, wow. doing some bigger and better things we've spawned a lot of clones across the world so yeah you know I can't come into somebody else's city like hey I did it first so just do it bigger and better when I come there hold on I want to go back a, a second Andre 3000 came to a bar and answered hip-hop trivia yeah man <laughs> it was a, a, a wow a surreal experience dude like, was he we good were, um he was it was it was funny because he came like near the end so he played the last round like okay. we do five wow. rounds and he was, and I was, he was like, man, it's kind of hard. I was like, well, <laughs> people tell me the questions are hard, but if you're saying it's hard, then it must be. He was, like, he was like, man, shit, I just know how to rap, man. <laughs> wow. So, this duo is colder cool, than a polar man. bear's toenails. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. But nah, he wow. he was super cool, man. It was, and I, you know, you know, I guess now he's in New York um, right. a lot, so people see him all the time out there. But being in Atlanta, I went to college here. And I've lived here for a few years recently, and like, I've like been in the movie theater before and looked to my left, and Dre was sitting next to me. So it's like <laughs> uh, it's not abnormal to see him, but to see him come to something that is yours, yeah, is yeah. kind of like crazy. Wow! Congrats, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. That's dope. So I, I because I, I also kind of dig hip hop trivia, and Dave and Nate say that they're experts. Um, <laughs> we we wanted to okay. kind of try it out. Um, I, I asked Brandon to come up with uh, 10 Bay Area focused hip hop questions. Oh, yeah. Um, Too and, short. Yeah. <laughs> E40. <laughs> High row. Um, so so we're, we're going to try this. The last time we tried to do something like this on the show, our hip hop knowledge was proven to be very shallow in the game show context. But um, I have been studying, so 
and I didn't tell you guys we're going to do this, so you're about to get smoked. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready to publicly embarrass myself again. <laughs> yeah. All right, Brandon. So, so why don't you kick it off? And this is kind of – he's given us an example of how your trivia night goes down. Yeah, um, and I, I made them a little harder because y'all know your shit. So, Damn, it. Uh, <laughs> Damn it. All right, so we'll, we'll start with something easy. Wh- which Vallejo rapper warned you not to save hoes? E-40. <laughs> exactly. Ding, ding, good nice. Job, good job. All right, um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Name the platinum Bay Area rapper that graduated from Loyola University in New Orleans. Him? No. Platinum think 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 more recently. More recently, that, that from, streaming from platinum. G Easy. Uh, there you go. Oh, uh, nice. <laughs> Obvious. There you go. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm. That that's tough. Okay. Okay. Nate's up two nothing. Let's you guys see. have nothing on Young Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Early on in his rap career. Andre Nicotina put out albums under another name. Dre Dog. Oh, uh, I got uh, okay. On, you got that one. We're the buzzers. I need the buzzers. <laughs> right, so we, well, okay, so we do. Uh, well, I'll save that one for the end. Okay. It, it let, it'll let somebody catch up. Y'all got to have to figure out <laughs> who raised their hand first or something. Uh, what's the name of the indie record label that Two Short released as early as 75, uh, 75 Ladies. Girls. 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 Fuck. <laughs> Uh, yeah, seventy-five girls. Who are seventy-five girls? <laughs> <laughs> Women. All right. Uh, which former Golden State Warrior player released an album under the name Pierre? Oh, uh, Javale uh, McGee. Oh, oh. I really there thought that go. was going to be a Mark Curry so, question. Uh. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, let me give you a little tougher one. Oh, I, it is kind of tough. Which y'all might know this because we've had Dell on the show. So which Dell album did his father do the artwork for? Oh. Wow. Damn, dude. 11th Hour? Damn, you good, Nice. Man. nice. I had to good, think of which right? one had like a painted cover. Totally. It's not going to be future development. I don't think Dell's totally. dad is that into anime. Wow. <laughs> good one. Right. Damn, exactly. Dude. Exactly. You don't know that. All right. Uh. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Which which one of Qbert's albums inspired a short animated film? Wave Twister. That was the same. On, yep, man. there you go. Um, let let him finish Kick the question, guys. Over there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Disqualify those early let's answer. Let's see, let's see, let's see. This is easy. The first and only Bay Area rapper to earn a diamond plaque. MC Hammer. Exactly. That's... All right, so we got two more. I'm going to give you one more regular question, and then I get the bonus question. Oh, shit. So, <laughs> all right, which which Bay Area rapper claims he wrote Tupac's first single track? Shock G? Nope. Oh. Money B? Nope. Oh, wow. First Uh, Rapping Forte? Nope. Ray Damn. Love. Remember him and Ray Love were in a group. Ray Love. Came out solo. Oh, oh shit. wow! Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, I did yeah. not know that. I'm gonna go. This, yeah, the story goes wow. he uh, he wrote it and hated it and threw it away. And Pac was like, "You crazy? This song is hard." And pulled it out. So Damn. all right. So this is how we do at Hip Hop Trivia every Wednesday here in Atlanta. At the end of every round, we give a bonus question that's worth ten points. Okay. If you get all of the points, everything right. 
you get all the points. Some of the rights, you get some of the points. So Jeez. I don't know who's winning over there. But uh, so this this is easy. Okay. I want you to name five rappers who appeared on the Five On It remix. All right, hold uh, and hold, okay. hold hold your okay. hold hold your answers. We're gonna um, Nate's gonna come back and edit in so, some <laughs> some music. Non loonies, <laughs> non loonies, or like including no, the members of the, the loonies. Include, including the loonies. Oh, I can. Okay, yeah, I, I got this. Easy, Richie we Rich, get, yeah, Richie Rich, Richie Rich, Yuck Mouth, yeah, E Forty, E Forty, Shark G, Shark G. Um, the other dude, the other guy from the Loonies, of course. What's his name? Numskull. Numskull. Yeah. Oh, nice. And um, are are we missing someone? Yeah, you're missing one person. You already named five. Oh, Richie oh, Rich. Richie Rich. Oh, he said. Oh, yeah, he said Richie. Okay. I want credit for that. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's kind of killing me. Who's the Who's the last person, Brendan? Drew down. God oh, damn. That's right. <laughs> You know what? We're we gonna turn in our year. yeah. We're gonna turn in our <laughs> Bay Area card right now. Wow. Um, we're gonna man, edit that out. Man, that well. Thanks for giving us a, a, a little taste of it. Um, are you planning to come to the Bay with your your tour? Yeah, yeah, most definitely, man. It, it, it's gonna happen. Uh, it's, it's in the works. Okay, sure. so so, so uh, make sure to keep us keep us abreast of of, of that, and we will. Uh, we got to hit the Wikipedia, guys. We really. Man. I have to hit the edit. I'm looking at the waves here, and I'm just yelling answers. <laughs> the waves are out of control. <laughs> we we always tell people, man, you can't trust Wikipedia, man. Wikipedia's wrong <laughs> so much of the time. Oh Don't. man, that was fun, and not just because I won. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. hey, hey, man. Congratulations. Thank you. The G Easy question was a softball. <laughs> um, but but the hip hop trivia is not your only project. You you've got a um you've got another project that you want to talk about a little bit, correct? Yeah, I do um a podcast here called Day One Radio. So okay. it's D A Y the number one radio. Um and me and my partner Maurice Garland is another, you know, journalist turned whatever you have to do after the journalism <laughs> game starts falling off. Adult with job, and, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but uh, thankfully, we still work, you know, creatively, you know, creatively. Right. So that that's a blessing, right? Um, but yeah, we started about five and a half years ago, man. Before podcasting was really like super duper popping or whatnot, and uh, just to tell stories that haven't been told or tell mm. stories that haven't been told properly. So it, it's been a lot of fun, man. We've done a lot of dope shows. We've interviewed, uh, you know. Like, uh, we've done a bunch of, like, live interviews over the years. So, interviewed, like, Jay Prince and mm. Drama and Cannon, Master P, Too Short, you know, in front of, like, huge audiences, you know, that's were so huge cool. for us, like, seven, 800 people. So, that's been great. Nice. Congrats. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun, man. It's kind of different. You know, now every artist has a podcast, which I can't knock the hustle, and then you have talking heads to do stuff. But it's not, especially in the hip-hop space, it's not too many journalists that you know have major clips under their belt that are doing podcasts um so Dope. it's been fun man and it's like we we've talked to you know a lot of young guys you know the little bibbies and you know deontay hitchcocks and people like that of the world we've also had the ogs on like you know short and master p and mm. dj quick and you know think guys in that realm just blaze you know just bunch of different people man and it's, it's luke that was fun jd wow. whole wow. lot of people and then like we've also had like guys like that don't do a whole lot of interviews like dick gregory on who i chased for wow. like three Ooh, years wow. to get on the podcast so it's it's been an amazing journey man it's fun and we're actually 
moving more and more into the live realm. So we mm. actually did a live podcast last week um, that we just dropped today, which was fun too. So okay, so that's, a, a that's lot of day one, things. day one radio. Yes, sir. Day one radio. Okay, yeah. where, wherever wherever fine podcasts are sold. Exactly. Yeah, um, we're we're on everything, <laughs> man. We're on everything. There it is. Well, hey, Brandon, we really appreciate you um, coming on again. We'll definitely stay abreast for when the uh, the hip hop trivia comes comes to the bay. Um, for sure, we're coming as a contingent too. <laughs> hey, man, you got to. It's it's gonna be fun. I appreciate what you guys do too, man. Y'all have a, a right. breadth of knowledge. And and it's cool, you know, the guys you die. It's it's dope because you guys really speak from a knowledgeable fan perspective. Mm. And that's kind of rare. Like everybody is an artist now. Everybody is too cool to be a fan. So <laughs> it's dope that you guys really speak to it and you tell people when you rock with their stuff and whatnot. That that's real cool, man. I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, man. We Thanks, we bro. appreciate it too, man. So keep up the good work and uh we'll see you when we see you. All right, man. Peace. 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 Dad bod rap pod that was um a drubbing really uh, nasty nate leblanc i'm doing that uh <laughs> smug thing where you shake your fist above your shoulders you guys can't see it but yeah. picture it i'm running out of the stadium with my coach coaching team so Dave not shaking without hands talking with anybody uh, left without shaking hands yeah uh we're real poor sports over here so nate yeah nate kind of ran the table on uh on trivia yeah I would think of anyone in the crew who would get a G-Eazy question, we would guess me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't listen to G-Eazy. Yeah, that. right. Noted right. on the record. You only know where he went to college anyway. <laughs> uh, so, Super fans. So we're, uh, we're, we're happy to have Brandon on. Uh, be on the lookout for his, his trivia world tour coming to a town near you. Andre 3000 coming Jeez, through the trivia. That's so I tight. I would... I would probably just pass out. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I, don't, I don't know how you. How I, you I just also think deal with that. It, there are some rappers who are like rap nerd fans, yeah. but there are a lot who aren't. Yes. I don't mm-hmm. think they would necessarily. They were so busy making music, they probably they didn't weren't like into study it like that, music right? the way we did. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. But I think Dre definitely comes off as one of those guys who's a student, mm-hmm. student mm-hmm. of the genre mm-hmm. uh, for sure. So yeah, that's super dope. Um, I think I think hip hop trivia, as as we've noted with our program here. Nerddom and hip hop have a very They are very fond of one another. Totally. And they come together in the form of Nate LeBlanc. <laughs> <And> so um, <laughs> as you see. So yeah, definitely shout out to Brandon Peters, um, his day one radio podcast. Definitely check that out. Uh Prince Marky D 
as well. Want to give him another shout out for coming awesome on the program, guest. talking Great to guest. us. Yep. Great guest. And so the Dad Bod Rap Pod. Um, I don't know, man. We're like hundred airs in this shit. <laughs> we're really, we're we're getting hundreds of listens per week, and you can check us out on a variety of platforms, right, Nate? Yes, you can. Uh, new to Spotify. Yeah. Um, even yeah. though Spotify kind of messed up one of the episodes, and I'm still dealing with customer service with them, which is essentially talking to robots. Mm. I've mm. gotten way more emails about can I rate the service I'm getting than I'm getting answers about actual why service. The yeah. Episode is only ten minutes, so it's an hour fourteen, but. I welcome our robot overlords, <laughs> and I'm just glad to be on a platform where people are. Um, yes, so yes. we're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, a bunch of other RSS reading podcast dealies, um, and we're Instagram. fairly new to Instagram. So, so if you like kind of rap ephemera, you know, different little bits and pieces right. of the culture, um, definitely check us out on Instagram at DadBodRapPod. Um, if you like to have circular arguments that go nowhere <laughs> where I scream Azalea Banks, check out um, uh, at Dad Bod Rap Pod on Twitter. Um, if you do Facebook, I we're kind of still on there. We're hanging by a thread with Facebook. <laughs> Facebook is tough, guys. I'm, I'm almost. Yeah, dude, it's rough. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to my neighbor, Carl. He's the one guy who likes our Facebook posts. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Shout, shout out, to, out Carl. to Carl. Saw him the other day. Yeah. He was yeah. talking about his internship. Yeah. <laughs> Carl, Carl be in these streets. Um, so definitely shout out to Literally Carl. Literally on this street. Yeah. We're uh, we're just we're happy people listen to this shit. Yes. You know very. I mean? It's it's. It's almost wild to me when we see the numbers and we get the feedback totally. from folks. So we love to hear it. If you love the show, if you hate the show, if we fucked up, if there's somebody you want to see on the show, you know, you know all the avenues to get at us. We're not those super too cool to respond type of cats. No, we respond. Yet. And people sending us music, we listen to it eventually. We, we we do, but I do now listen to everything eventually. But I, now this I, I little little pet peeve though. It's like when you say you want beats and then you get like, are these beat bots? It seems like there's beat bots that are just sending us like <laughs> like the fat Rick boys, Ross how type they used beat. to have beat bots on the on the <laughs> track, the inhuman beat bots. Uh, <laughs> but if you're a real producer who who gets nice. our vibe. Um, please send us beats. Yeah, uh, we we definitely will incorporate them into the show. We'll and, use them on the show. You. We'll shout you out. We'll credit you. Yeah, yeah. but again, Nate is not looking for um, Drake's next single. Like, <laughs> let's stay on brand, people. Blank, some of these blank type beats. Yeah, I some of these beats. I'm just like, bro, do you never heard this show? Like, are you serious right, right now? They right. literally never heard right. the show. Yeah, but and and it's fine. Most people haven't. So, uh, <laughs> Dad Bod Rap Pod on all the platforms, all the places, all the things. Keep it gangster. Dad Bod Rap Pod. want to give a huge shout out for these beats that you're hearing this week. Um, these are submitted by our man Weezmatic, um, Wheezy, the scourge of Erzy Court, um, a guy I grew up with, a um, guy I used to live with, my former roommate, very talented beat maker, DJ, producer. Etc. Um, check him out, and a huge shout out to his crew, the Bangers. Mm-hmm.